So. Okay, a simple presentation is this. There are thoughts, what we call thoughts, yes? There are thoughts, okay? And maybe, just maybe, there's a thought that sort of precedes all the other thoughts in recognition, and that is a thought that you're the thinker, yeah? So here's the thoughts being seen, and yet there's a thought that's not being seen, that you're the thinker, yeah? Let's say it turned into a belief or an old idea, but now it's sort of shrouded in unconsciousness so you don't see it every time it comes up. It just has left a scent or an inference, yeah? There's a vague feeling that you're the doer of this activity. Just like it's an obvious feeling, you're the doer of, let's say, if I pick up a chair, yeah? That makes, that's a much more obvious case because it looks like I'm picking up a chair. Now, none of that can be disputed except the eye that's picking up the chair. There's the chair being picked up, yeah? And something's facilitating that being picked up, but it's a big leap to call it you, yeah? But that's, it's, that's an easy one to fall into. But when it's applied to a much subtler activity called thinking, which is a much subtler activity, you never saw a thought in your life, yeah? It doesn't have quantity in a way or quality. You can't weigh them. It's a much subtle process. To have a feeling that you're the thinker of that is outlandish, really. When you can't even, you know, digest your own food that you ate yesterday. Yeah? Or pump your, you know, beat your heart or pump the blood in your body. You know, or make your nervous system work. You're not doing almost anything. The only process of the body that's half voluntary and involuntary is breathing. Everything else is involuntary. Yeah? So something new better than give you much power. The sense of you. Well, you wouldn't have made it the first day you were here. You would have forgot to breathe and you would have put it and that would be it. And if you had an opportunity, you'd have tons of regrets for missing out on the breath, but you wouldn't even be there to do that. Yeah? So you'd be over. So this, this situation continuing a large part of its continuance is based on your irrelevance. If you were really relevant, it, would, it wouldn't go far. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't last until like uh, Monday, if it was Sunday night. So, but the thinking, now that is totally involuntary. It's not a voluntary process. It, a thought arises, and that initiates other thoughts. It's, yeah, but the Let's say the, pri- the prior thought is the feeling of being a thinker. So when there's a feeling of being a thinker, the thought is claimed, yeah, as my thought. And then what accesses is a whole realm in the mind called thoughts that are yours, yeah? You're the conditional take that you have about things and situations. They get provoked up by the claiming of the one thought. And the one thought is you're the thinker. Yeah? Once you're the thinker, then every thought is in the same relationship with you. You're the thinker of it. Yeah? And then you judge it as good or bad, you know, perverted or not, I can't share these. I gotta keep this to myself. And you know what? They're all yours now. Just like if you would go to a park and there was 30 kids playing and one of them was yours, your attention would go to your kid. That's exactly what happens with the thoughts. If they're your thoughts, your attention is wedded to them. Your interest is wedded to them. And no matter where they go, you're gonna be, you're gonna go with them. Yeah? And where they're gonna go is into what's not happening. They're gonna take your attention from this moment, and they can't actually take it from this moment. They take it from this moment to a mental moment in your head. Yeah? And when they sufficiently suck up your interest and attention by your faith to that thought system, then the more it sucks up, the less conscious are you, are you of this moment, yeah? You are now very conscious of thoughts that are going on in this moment that are about them and them, yeah? Past and future. So you actually become a citizen in your mental realm, and that's where the mind plays God. It plays God up in this mental realm. Yeah. And 
the reason why your attentions can can uh, span from a possibility of this moment to an impossibility of next week in one single bound, like Superman, is because it's about you. That's that is the only way your attention can go there because it's about you. Yeah. The mental process takes this fixed object, which it designates as you, and places it somewhere else at some other time, and it's sufficient enough to call the attention to it wherever it's presented by thought. Yeah. So you're worried about what's going to happen to you, let's say, three weeks from now. Your attention will go to that little lightning pole, that weather, that lightning vein, and your attention is going to hit that object the thoughts are going to be about that object. What's going to happen to you next week? And you're going to feel your speculation about it now. The body's going to get contracted. You're going to generate more thoughts. You'll start feeling nervous. And the first and foremost thing is you're basically checked out. You're not here for all intents and purposes. You're in this little mental realm, which is a very small activity here. Very, very small activity. But when your attention and interest goes up there, it's the only show that's going on. And then you are the star of it, and that's why you can't take your attentive eye off of it, because it's about you. Yeah? Now, recognizing this as the action of a disease, what we found is, why would I want to work on everything other than the center of that system, which is self? If it's not me, I lose interest in the thoughts about what's not happening, because what I truly am is happening now, which is awareness or consciousness. Yeah? The same training that causes it to go into an impossible place called next week allows it to rest or abide in the moment because now it's recognizing that you are something other than this idea, this mental idea fixated on an object, that you may be awareness, you may be the consciousness that's seeing, the consciousness that's hearing, the consciousness that's feeling, the consciousness that's tasting and touching, instead of the story about that called you hearing, you seeing, you feeling. As soon as it's you that's seeing, you're basically looking. Yeah? You're looking with these pair of glasses called time, and everything is distorted because the moment you believe you're in is bookended by there and then. It's filled with ideas from the past and speculations about our future. You cannot be in this moment as a self. You're in a mental moment which isn't here and now. It's there and then. That's what it is. It's like an incredible display of playing God. It uses what you may want to call as God's world, which is conscious contact, and makes it your world. Jesus, man, a dark tunnel with only two with only two gears back and forward, past and future, past and future, past and future, past and future. You can't make a left or a right. It's just turn, turn, turn. It's very dissatisfying. It's like a form of slavery. It is slavery. You're enslaved to an idea called you that causes you to follow every thought that's about you to wherever it takes you, which is past and future in most cases, yes? And then you're you're holding on to life. You're so afraid to die, in a sense, because you've never lived. You haven't lived one day, really. You've lived an interpretation most every day. That's why everything seems to be like the same old, same old. That's why you can go to another country after a few months. It's like Burlingame, California again. You know, it's nothing because you're there. <laughs> you and you and I give everything all the meaning it has. You and I could be dropped into heaven today and we'd be hell tomorrow. <laughs> we'd find some fault in it. <laughs> What's not happening? They're so busy going to that next goal, that next event, that next deadline, they're not inherently here, in a sense. Yeah? 
the being has totally been forgotten, and now it's a mental prop- proposition called doing and having into a special form of being. Yeah? Doing and having yourself into a form of being. Accruing enough value to feel like you have arrived and become something. Instead of starting from being. Yeah? If you start from being, and if you have a sense of being or onness, it has a feeling of being complete already. Yeah? There's no beginning point. Like, it didn't start right now and it was on, and then the next second it's more on. Oh, moron, that's a good one. <laughs> it's just on, yeah? Any moment where there's a pause, the pause is very similar to any pause you've ever entered because it's always the exact same onness. It's not like you didn't catch it at low revs, you know what I mean? You didn't catch it when it was idling. It's always, um, yeah? So I would feel like... That being is already complete into and of itself. So it has no business with becoming. It has no business with acquiring or achieving. It's not going to become anything more than it already is. Yeah? (laughs) Now, (laughs) if this is the case, then your pursuit of happiness can become a leisurely walk, really. Because you may already be happy to begin with, in a sense, or satisfied. So the pursuit of satisfaction, a lot of its gildedness or, or veneer has been stripped because you are already okay. Yeah? So being now maybe initiates doing and having to express itself, to express its wholeness, to express, not to achieve wholeness, not to acquire anything that it's lacking, so your whole way of living may look differently. Yeah? When the mind shifts modality, obviously everything about, quote-unquote, your life is going to take on a different look. Yeah? Some will become obvious quickly. Some may be re- realized down the road. More will always be revealed. But there's been a giant shakeup. Yeah? The mind shifted from self-centeredness and is now, instead of being self-centered, it's centered which is a totally different state of mind. Yeah? Self-centered is, yes, you're centered, but you're centered on a fixated, imagined point called you. Yeah? The other one is centered, but it's not fixated on an, an imagined point. It's dispersed. It's like very, very wide and very, very open. Yeah? It doesn't land in any particular place. It's everywhere at all times right wherever it is, yeah? In other words, its sense of connection or its sense of largeness isn't shrunk to this one special little action figure, but it's dispersed, yeah? Almost as if a camera lens that was really, really uh, calibrated down where you saw all the minutiae, yeah? Goes like this and opens up. It's still the same camera, but the lens has been shifted, yeah? Like this, it's all about you, and then suddenly, much more is included. And it's not done with any thought or effort on your part. Because what's doing it, or initiating it, is already complete. In other words, this quality isn't something that just grew. It's just a quality being expressed in a certain way. Yeah? In other words, nothingness is, is the gift that keeps on giving. Everything comes or issues forth out of nothingness. Yeah? No thingness or spirit, if you want to call it space. From there, everything uh, expresses into, out of there, into something. But the something isn't like a quality that was added on to the nothingness. The nothingness is imminent. imminent. Its, its potential is infinite. It just based on whatever your predilections have been conditionally brought into play, it will express through that. Yeah. So if you're funny, humor will be used. If you're this, if you're a devotional type, love and bliss. If you're a very clear clarity, yeah. It's the same saying, but how it plays through the different flutes, the, the amount of holes on the flute just change the tune, but it's all the same wind. The same wind is blowing every flute. Yeah? It's same mind. 
Just why, why would you think they would say it like in Zen and Tibetan Buddhism, the, the ordinary mind and the enlightened mind are the same mind unless they were? You think they're fucking with you? <laughs> they're saying the ordinary mind and the enlightened mind are the same mind. How could that be? I thought the ordinary mind was one mind, enlightened mind is none mind. They're just aspects of the same mind, yeah? Through one flute, enlightenment may be expressed. Through another flute, ordinariness is expressed, yeah? But it's the same mind, yeah? Now, when selfing claims to be you and now takes nothing and makes it a goal, let's say it calls it the truth or enlightenment, it's already screwed something up because it already changed nothing into something. And that's the greatest way to hide nothing, is to make it something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that way, it's just like the statements that it's it's the uh, the open gate, or the, the uh, open secret, I mean, and the gateless gate. All these little sayings, they're very cryptic, but they're very, very clear. I mean, how could there be a gate without a gate, yeah? How could it be a secret that was open? Exactly. It's when you make it something, then it becomes a secret, though it's open. When you make it, when the mind makes it something, then it becomes a gate that is gateless, yeah? So the mind itself puts up the impediments. The mind itself puts these puts on added qualities of infrequency, never able to attain, must purify first, have to meet all these thousands of conditions to get ready to meet it. Yeah? What what if you weren't that which has to go through tons of hoops to get ready to meet it? Maybe there's no meeting it. Maybe you are that. <laughs> Maybe you are so right in it, there's no way you could entertain you could ever be out of it. Maybe that, if that download came in, it would be taken as an absolute. There would be no more debate. You wouldn't be trying to get into the moment because there'd be a realization you can't be out of the moment because you and the moment are synonymous. There's no moment without you. <laughs> and then maybe you would not try to get out of self because you'd realize you can never be one. There's no freaking way <laughs> you could be an individual entity separate from all of that. <laughs> You're not that special. <laughs> and it'll be obvious when the, when the body dies because that voice that thinks it's going to leap into the next life ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Your personality is rooted in the brain, which is of the body. <laughs> So, if you're worried that you're going to be missing life, you won't be there to miss it. <laughs> so, you might as well live it to the fullest, because once it ends, it, there ain't going to be you there going, Oh, I wish I would have gone to that appointment and got my hair cut before this event, or <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> There's not going to be any missing it. You can only act like you're missing it while you're living now. Yeah? There's not going to be any moment you'll be given the opportunity <laughs> to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually play God and miss it now while it's here. Really. Just like my friend says, you're not going to experience your own death. All your friends will, but you're not. <laughs> you're not going to be gone as this action figure. What you are, I, 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 don't feel, I don't believe that's so, but what you're not is definitely going to end, yeah? Because it's an appearance. Once what's allowing it to appear disengages or weakens or whatever, and then the appearance will will blend back into the field of dreams, so to speak, you know, into the screen. That's that's allowed all the movies to play. And you know, you ever go to a movie, does anyone ever clap for the screen? Yeah? <laughs> the screen is bringing us everything. The awareness, the field of a consciousness is what's allowing everything to happen in it. Without that, there'd be no happening of anything. That's my view. You may fight it or argue it. Why not question? Why not question it? Why not question who the hell are you? I got an email today about someone suffering a lot. And I said, well, you know, why not just ask a couple of subjective questions? Who is it, you know, that this is... This thing has happened 200 times to. 
you can change that it happened 200 times, but maybe it didn't happen to you. Maybe it just happened, yeah? Maybe the relief isn't trying to change what's already come to pass, which is an impossibility, but see that the one who thought it happened to may not be so. Yeah? So that you can travel lighter through one's life. No one's promised anyone a rose garden here. All this allows you to do is travel lighter over the terrain of your life, whatever that terrain is going to be, whatever your destiny is going to be. If you're going to get fired, you'll be get fired. If you will have no luck in relationships, you'll have no luck in relationships, but you'll travel lighter over it all. Yeah? And by that, you'll realize that you dropped the rock. Instead of carrying it around like a knapsack, thinking it's incredibly valuable, it's what's weighing you down. Yeah? When you drop it, by the relief, you'll know the problem. See, by the solution it is the only way you can know the problem. By the solution is the only way you get a real clear understanding of the problem. Yes? And the solution and the problem have nothing to do with each other, literally. The only coincidence is they're happening at the same place. One is very specific, specifically of mental obsession. The other is everywhere. So whatever's happening has to be happening in the same place of everywhere. <laughs> so that's the only coincidence to the whole point. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not the thinker of these thoughts, when they go, my attention may not follow. My dogs may have been called off. Yeah. Now they may be free-ranging. And now my attention may go to others. My attention may be able to see this beautiful sky and, and have an immunity to the minds wanting to compare with other skies and just actually attend to this sky. Yeah? With all the yapping going on, not being able to take away its attention from what's happening because there's a clear recognition this is actually not happening. Yeah? It's not happening. The other sky isn't happening that I'm comparing it with. Yeah? The, the other Saturday when I was at a better place to see a better sunset is not happening. And it's not like I need to be convinced of it or have affirmations for it. There's just a shift of mind. Yeah? Of clear delineation between what's happening and what's not happening. Yeah? And if it's actually not happening, what do you need to do about it? Absolutely nothing. That's why it freaking works. <laughs> as soon as you do something, it doesn't work, right? It's like a crapshoot. And it's even worse if it works once, because then you keep going back and it doesn't work. <laughs> but, but if it's not happening, a good, a good solution has no time in it, really. Yeah? The quality of a real solution here, to me, is timelessness. Because when timelessness downloads... The problem is seen as imaginary, so there's nothing to do about it. And that's the solution, literally. Yeah? Or as some, like in The Course of Miracles, it says, you know, everyone, no matter what they do, meditation, contemplation, yoga, this and that, they're all going to end up at this one point, which is summarized by a statement, I need do nothing. <laughs> they're all going to get there. Some are going to take longer than others. That's the only change, yeah? Why not start at I need do nothing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just seems practical to me. If you're going to go and do a lot of some things, and literally they're always going to total up to be nothing, why not just start with nothing? Why do you want to go through any more some things? And that doesn't mean you won't go to stores, but it won't be you going to the store. Yeah? There won't be a complicit arrangement through claiming that this store has nothing really to do with the store. It has to do with all has to do with the one who's going to the store. Yeah? The one who's going to the store is the bondage of self. Not the actions, but the how the actions are used to infer the actor. Not the doings, but how they use to infer the doer. Yes? This phantom sense of being you that comes about by the mental process claiming every bit of conscious contact it's conscious of. Every time consciousness has a contact, it jumps in and says, I'm the one who did that. I'm the one who sees. I'm the one who hears. Yeah? It claims something that has nothing to do with it. Yeah? And what it does is once it claims that, 
and claims the body and time and problems, everything is used now to become a mental pointer to this phantom Paul. Every one of them, every activity claimed by the mental process has an agenda which is to be used as a pointer to the phantom doer, the phantom haver, the one who's living, the one who has the problem, the one who's, this is his life or her life, the one who has time, the owner and the claimer and the proprietor. Yeah? Yeah, it's hard to deny that something didn't happen. But it's that, that obvious recognition that something came to pass, how it's used is to, is to point to the undeniability that it came to pass to someone. Yeah? Now that is very suspect because you never see the someone. No matter how much you look in the, in the mirror, you're still not seeing the someone because the mind does not actually believe it's a body. It believes it has a body. The mental process is like a phantom that's claimed the spirit and claimed the body here and sort of bastardized them and made a spawn called me. Yeah. Now the me is very unique because there's only one me in this world. <laughs> you know, some people talk about there's only the oneness. Well, the mind has done all of that but bastardized it. It made the only the oneness in its realm, which is called me. Yeah. All those things we talk about as attributes of the spirit, oneness, the alpha and the omega, the doer of all things, this is what the mental process, it's bastardized the throne and, and the crown and put it on me, that I'm the one. I'm the oneness here. I'm the one who has all the problems in my life. I'm the one who has the body. I've been here. I have every moment of my life. I got pictures. I was there. Look at me. That was me, and then there's going to be a me, and I'm really worried about that me I'm going to be. You know, in recovery we call it playing God. It's a perfect apt description of it. Because the attributes we usually give God in a conceptual level is exactly what selfing is doing. It's playing God constantly. It's not the one, it's the bastardized one. Yeah. It's not the doer, but it's the claimer of everything. And by claiming, it insinuates it's the one that did it. Yeah, It's actually insinuating that it's seeing, it's feeling, it's hearing. It's actually claiming consciousness and, been, and has become the one who's being conscious. Like it's a choice that you chose to be conscious. Like you chose to wake up this morning. <laughs> Just before you woke up, you were sitting there contemplating. I think I'll be me again. And then you came in. No, that's not how it works. Yeah? The consciousness comes up first, then the narration starts occurring. Yeah? Oh shit, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> Watch it. In the pause, which is timeless, you will see, which seems to go so fast, you'll see it almost in slow-mo. You'll see the construction of selfing. You'll see it. Yeah? And if you see it, how can you be that which you see? You must be something other than not the seer. That's the mental light. That's the mental answer. See, the seeing becomes undeniable, but this, you know what? It still gets around it by going, but I'm the seer. No, the seeing is what I am. Yeah? When there's the seeing of what you're not, how the what you're not captures it is by saying, I'm the seer of what I'm not. No, there's seeing of what you're not. I'm the seeing of what I'm not. There's no seer. I'm not of thingness. Yes, I'm not of doership. I'm not of privatization. I'm not of claiming. I am seeing. I am actually consciousness. Yes, if you want to get that way. Or beingness. Whatever you want to call it. They're all crippled ideas of trying to point at something that there's no need to point at. It's right here. Yeah. So every pointing has already failed because it's right here. It's, it's prior to pointing. You don't even have to point it out to anybody. <laughs> All you do is point out what you're not to someone, and what happens is, is sometimes an aha. Something happens, the mind comes out of that mental yogic posture, that selfing, you know, the only movement of its whole yoga system, which is very extensive. 
It spans time. It spans tons of things. But there's only one position you're in all day. Very contracted. Very concerned. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Maybe you're not that. Oh, what would happen? Your mind would unfurl like a flag. It would come out. And then the flag could catch the winds of infinity, so to speak, and start ruffling. So you get a sense of what you truly are in that play, instead of being all f- tied up and saying, I'm the flag, but I'm worried, will I be the flag next week? All this shit. The flag's not a flag if it's all rolled up, is it? No. So, there is a solution. It's a lovely statement in the big book of AA. There is a solution. Usually comes after they describe the problem. Yeah? And it uses the word convinced quite a lot. When you're convinced of a problem, which is you're not that, then what can happen? The effects of the solution. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but not to the problem. <laughs> the problem sort of decreases, and the more the effects of the solution start taking over. Yeah? The big dog comes, and the little dog shuts up. It goes into its little corner. The big dog is there. Presence is obvious. Yeah. So like so Ramana Maharshi, I feel a great saint in India. Not, I don't know what you'd call him. A guy who wears diapers his whole life. That's the type of guy I like. Man. You know, they just live <laughs> out of mountain and just wore diapers. He's fantastic. Walked around with a little water and just hung around all day. <laughs> <laughs> he would say a beautiful statement, I think many of them, but one I really like lately is, to know God is to be God. Now, when the knowing of God is claimed, the emphasis is on the knower of God, which is you. When, the, when you really know God, what happens is you're being God. <laughs> there is no you. There's no claiming. Yeah? And something that's always so becomes an acquisition you have. No, that's cut out and the knowing what being. I love that, man, because that's exact, that to me is a timeless solution. A timeless solution. No process to leave knowing to being, just when you actually quote unquote know God, that's being God. Oh, far out. I wasn't ready for this. Who wasn't? I didn't, pre- I didn't have long enough to prepare. Who didn't have long enough to prepare? I don't think I can take this. Who is it that can't take it? I'd rather put it off a little while. Or who would rather put it off a little while? Are you that which has all of these considerations and requirements and concerns? If you're not, why would you be beholden to them? Wouldn't you lose interest in them if they weren't yours? I tell you, you will. I've seen it in my own life. You will lose interest in anything if it's not about you. <laughs> I swear, a huge chunk of interest will just like like an ice, you know, an ice cap. Just the whole half the iceberg just leaves and melts into the water as soon as it's not you. If it's you, the Titanic's going to meet it and have a big crash. But if it's not you, you lose interest. Yeah, where does the interest go? Does it go anywhere? Because you can't lose interest. It's, there's no quantity to it. So it's not like, oh, I lost some interest today. I wish I could get that back. I'm going to call up. Can I, I like to get that interest return that I put on that product that sucked and I bought it. I'd like to, can you send me, how much did I put, how much interest did I put in it? Uh, yeah, all right, send me that much. No, there's no, there's no quantification interest or attention. It's of no thingness. It's an activity that is not of thingness, yeah? And a thing is not doing it. <laughs> a thing may facilitate its direction, like a camera would take a picture of whatever was pointed at, you know, or, or recognize whatever was pointed at. That may be the most the body has to do with it, but it is not being done by a body. It's of no thingness. Yeah? So when you lose interest, you never lose interest, you just lose interest in something. The interest leaves that something, and it goes where? Who knows where? Usually to another thing. 
That's called obsession or whatever, desires, that's what happens quite a lot. But what would happen if the attention and interest was would stop landing on things with all of that uh, meaning? Maybe it would rest in its own nature, which is no thingness, yeah? So when it moved around, it would be in its own source, yeah? That easily, that's why you have it by giving it away. That's why you'll lose interest in yourself and your little plans and designs and gain interest in others. Try to lose interest in yourself. That would be interested in yourself. You can't get out of self as self. There's no fucking way. All right, lose interest in yourself. Now, this week, go home and lose interest in yourself. At least four hours a day, practice losing interest in yourself. That would be called interested in self, wouldn't it? Now, if you could see it as one, no matter how many times you go, it's the same answer. Self can't get out of self. Why do you want to go through 40 different fucking uh, configurations of a failed formula? Recognize the principle in one statement. Self can't get out of self. It saves you a lot of time. If you really get that self can't get out of self, maybe all your interest attention won't go on that next expedition to nowhere. It maybe will just stay right where it is and fulfill your life. Yeah. Instead of being addicted to the hope that you'll fulfill your life later by your own means, by your own methods, which is playing God. Maybe you would just say no to that journey, even though the mind packs up and gets all of its plans and gets its brochures and it's got all the clothing it thinks it's going to need when it gets there. And yet your interest would just go, it would just, you would have no interest in it. Because your interest would now be engaged in something that's interesting, you know? <laughs> that's actually happening. <laughs> maybe. I, I would think that's what you'd call living. I don't know, maybe not. I would think everything else is an interpretation. If you're interested in what's not here, that must be an interpretation, yeah? So I would imagine if you're interested in what's happening, it could be a very enriching event, yeah? You may be put to use, who knows? You may have some value beyond your uh, adding and subtracting, you know? A, a value that's not accrued, but actually you have it by giving it away. Maybe these things would demonstrate yourself to you a whole new currency of living, where you see that, hey man, I'm just going to give it freely, and then I'm a rich man. Try to see any coke dealer who ever thought that way. Nobody did there. It's always acquiring and keeping and building a fence and marking where parking spaces in front of your house and building like putting stumps there so no one can park in front of your house. It happens in my neighborhood. It was much open and now everyone's got the white paint. And don't park here like they've owned their little space in front of their house, which is county space. But this is what mine does. Claims, 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 claims. Ex, ex, you know, exclude, claim, exclude, claim, exclude. It's not a very rewarding way to go. One moment of awareness, of clarity, there's probably more riches than you've got five years looking for your little pots of gold on the other end of the rainbows. Just this moment is so bright and clean. It's more than enough. Fuck. I can't polish it up into anything better. If I put a frame on it, it doesn't make it better. You know? It's just sufficient in and of itself. You don't have to capture it because there's no fear there won't be any more. You just leave everything be. I promise that a nice statement this guy he said, you know, you don't have to give up your possessions, just give up the possessor. Yeah? Just give up the idea of being the doer. 
don't change all your behavior. I mean, you can. Like, I had my, my behavior needed to change sufficiently because I was a drug addict. But once that was in place, I don't spend tons of time trying to improve my behavior anymore. It's workable now. Now I'm off of that case, and I'm put to different tasks, you know? And one of the biggest tasks I'm not put to is, is uh, reviewing how I am. <laughs> it's, it's really none of my business, really. <laughs> <laughs> you've been, you've been, what are they called? You've been uh, relieved of that duty. <laughs> yes, you're not managerial quality, uh, Sir Paul. <laughs> Put down the sword. <laughs> there you go. Sit down and relax. <laughs> it's obvious what the seat assignment is. You'll have enough ability to follow through on it until the music starts and you move to another seat assignment. There's no seats engraved with your name. Yeah. It's this musical chair is constantly. Yeah. You're flexible, able to uh, fit around circumstances because you're not a solid, fixed idea anymore. When you're a solid, fixed idea, you got to try to fit everything around you. You don't seem to fit around things, do you? <laughs> when you're so sure of yourself as being this, it's got a certain form. It's difficult to fit it around things. So what's the next thing playing God does? It tries to fit everything around it, which makes your life really small. You know? This gives you the ability to fit yourself around things. Yes? Yeah. It's almost like the opposite of those, uh, when you go under the bar, what is that called? Limbo. Limbo. It's like the opposite. It gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> You realize how how high you can go, really. How much, you know, how large you actually are. That anything that ever happens can be held. Yeah. Instead of having trying to fit it around you, you actually can, you know, fit yourself around it. Because the self is not a fixed idea anymore. Yeah. We, you, and me are a possibility. And you won't, can't even imagine what's possible. You'll find out, though. That's the beauty of it. You'll find out. Yeah. You'll get intimations of your true size. Something will, there'll be a recognition <coughs> and a demonstration of your, what's actually happening. And uh, a wonder and awe will fill you because it's an amazing event we're in here. Being seemingly the dreamt object and also the dreaming of it. Subdued is the word. Stay subdued. Any questions tonight? The souffle has been baked already, yes. It's already out. Yes. See you, bro. Sonny, you got enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Could you say some more about limbo? Limbo. Kind of oh, the limbo going under the things? No. <laughs> That's the limbo we were talking about, not limbo like purgatory. No, I just meant limbo in general. You mean like, the gate, uh, the, the little... Like some, sometimes you relate to people and there's no decisions being made, so there's a limbo to it. Maybe that's a pause. You may be calling a pause a limbo. You know, when there's, there's a pause, yeah? In other words, the activity of the mind isn't that pronounced yet. There's possibilities at, at hand, yeah? Things can change. Yeah? A new way of looking may hatch. A whole lot happens and pauses, yeah, in one's life. They really do. I mean, I, if, you, if you could look at a, uh, at a, like a, a, a line of your life, 
you could change your whole life, the appearance of it, by just putting a couple of pauses in certain situations. Your whole life will look different. Yeah? That's the power of a pause. To me, the pause is a example of the timelessness of this place. Yeah, And you know, we believe it comes as a moment, between moments, but I don't think it has anything to do with like a time moment. It doesn't have that feeling. Yeah, It's just pregnant with possibility. So that's what I, I don't know if I'm getting close to what you're saying when you, there's no decisions being made, but we call that in AA a pause, yeah? Pause when agitated. And I'm saying if selfing is the dominant theme in your life, you're agitated all the time. That's what selfing is. It's agitation, yeah? See, it's so obvious agitation cannot be at peace, if it finds what it calls peace, it'll get agitated about it. <laughs> because its nature is to be agitated. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people that people do that. They work really hard to get somewhere, but they think they're landing in peace, but they're trying to enjoy peace as agitation. So what happens? They get agitated about peace. Am I gonna be in peace next week? When what's what am I gonna do when I leave the retreat? <laughs> agitation begets agitation. What you are isn't agitated. What you're not is agitated. Yeah? That's what manifestation is. It's agitation, yes? To appear to arise and depart is a form of agitation. The agitation to grow, and then when the agitation dims, it erodes, yeah? But it's all rooted in movement or agitation. Yet, where it comes from, nothingness is still. Yet the mother and father of all movement, but it's stillness. Yeah. Just like when you hear a sound, if you're if you're hearing, if there's hearing going on, not listening, but hearing, you'll hear the silence around that sound. You'll sense the space that that sound is cracking open in. And this, the space will have as much meaning to, as the note, yeah? That's hearing, that's not listening. That's hearing. That's consciousness not being claimed, yeah? Consciousness hearing, yeah, not being claimed. Yeah? What you hear, what you see, what you feel is the presence. You see the space. Yeah? Your, your, your ability is like I think Jesus was implying when your eye be single, your body will be full of light. So the dual eyes is duality, right? Bifocal. That's the way we look here. We look and we see things, and then there's space and we see another thing, yeah? But we don't see the space. All we do is see the things in the space. When the eye is single, I say you actually see the space. You see it, yeah? You can sense it. You can sense the presence of space. You can sense the presence of the space when a note appears in it, yeah? You can sense the presence of a space when an object appears in it. Now you're starting to see differently. Yeah? You're starting to be able to recognize what you can't see. Because you are that. You are consciousness. Yeah? And you start recognizing the qualities that are actually yours. Yeah? So this is like a note appearing in a lot of space. This note comes and goes, but the space doesn't. Which deserves a lot of attention? I'd say the space. It's always there. You know what I mean? There's the attention needed as, as the notes being played, but it's coming and going. Yeah. So when the eye sees... See, I have a feeling, I call it seeing nothing, you know? It's hard to explain. But when I'm looking out here... <coughs> There's an experience going on, but I'm not seeing anything. Yeah? Something that's not a thing is being sensed, and there's an experience of it. There's a sense of presence, but I can't see it. Yeah? But I'm not saying I'm visually seeing it, but my mind is seeing it. Yeah? The mind's seeing it. And it's, and it's, it's, it, it's, it puts out a sense, a presence. You feel like we say in, re- in, in recovery, when you do service, and for me, service is explained by you get out of self. When you get out of self, you're available to someone else. 
When you're available, you sense a presence sometimes of a higher power. That's what we call it. That's how we describe it. Yeah, that's what it's like. You don't see the higher power, but you sense it's you sense a presence that you weren't sensing before. Yeah, it's like you have new eyes in a way, and it concurs with you, quote unquote, being out of self. So being, quote-unquote, in self is one way of seeing, which is, I call, a form of looking. And then when you're out of this idea of being a self, there's another form of seeing, which is sensing a presence, seeing, you know, like, I've been, you know, just things happen before they happen. You know something's going to happen before they happen. Yeah, the phone, you go, oh, this, oh, that guy. And then the phone rings, and it's that guy. You know, those coincidences, they happen a lot, yeah? So you're now privy to information you weren't privy to before. Because the condition of the mind has shifted from self to centeredness, not self-centered to centeredness. And in centeredness, there's a whole other bargaining going on. Yeah. It looks just like the other one, but your eye is on a different ball now. A ball that you never saw before. You see it, you get a feeling of it when it hits you, but you never saw it. Now you're seeing it. And it's, I don't know, it's, I feel it's an enriching addition to one's life here. You know? I know for me, I wasn't really uh, built to enjoy this place. Like, I didn't have a drive to want a family and a country squire and a Labrador and picket fence house. I didn't really have a drive to do that. I haven't had a drive to become very powerful and ambitious. I'm not that interested in it because it just doesn't seem that it's not worth time to me a lot of ways. Yeah? So in that case, my joy had to come from not things because I don't have that many things and nor do I care to have many things. So I'm drawn to the no-thingness because it just seems much more reliable. Yeah, it's always available at all times. And there's not much requirement to meet it. You don't have to have a bank account or a passport or a resume. All you have to do is be willing to entertain some possibilities. Yeah? That's what we do here. We just offer some possibilities or invite you, and if you want to entertain them, far out. If you don't, far out. Because it's already gotten in. No matter what you think, if the sense of this presence in this room has seeped in you, it's going to have an effect on your life. Yeah? You may not be able to put two and two together. It doesn't matter. It's not looking for uh, acknowledgement. It just wants to produce an effect. And it wants to manifest. And it will. Yeah? You travel lighter. I've seen it with most of the people that have been coming here for years. Yeah? They travel lighter. And I'm sure they're not, not doing that much. <laughs> because most of us, if, <laughs> we're not going to go to the Himalayas, really. Oh, we, you know, we don't want to do a three-month retreat. So maybe some of us are just seeking permission not to do what we don't want to do anyway. So we're giving you a permission. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if those are requirements, many of us can't, we have kids, you know, we have things, we can't be going over to Himalayas for six months. And, you know. <laughs> so, this is like the poor man's, what is it, the poor man's easy way to enlighten it. You are that. <laughs> and the only thing that can deny that isn't you. <laughs> I love it.